0: Got it, got it, got it. Imagine this. You move from America with your young family and your husband, and you come all the way across the world and make a new life in New Zealand. You've been here only four months. You've rented a house. Everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, a massive flood hits your house.
1: We're safe. Our cat's safe. Let's just see what's going on tomorrow. So we sleep in the hotel and the next day we go back to the house and it had completely flooded um, so about a, a meter of water
0: at least. In this week's show you're going to meet Ginger. Ginger is going to share with you what it's been like from start to finish when something so major happens you're a new immigrant in the country and Kiwi kindness really comes out to play. Got it, got it, got it. Welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a
1: whole world here.
0: so nice to be with you again. We call it Ottero around here, bro. You'll be right. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian.
1: Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home.
0: So, Ginger, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here with me today i to be here. Um, I have got so many questions to ask you. As I just said in the introduction, you moved over to New Zealand from the US and you've had quite a few months um, since you arrived. Can you just jump straight in and tell people who you are and how you came to be sitting behind this camera chatting to me in New Zealand? Yeah, so my name is Ginger.
1: Um, I moved from Denver, Colorado with my family, which includes my husband um, and my two children, who are now um, seven, almost eight, and 10 years old. Um, so at the time, they were seven and nine. Um, we had decided after like 2000 or 2012, 2016 um, happened, which a lot of people know what happened in 2016, just things got kind of shaky in the US. And we were just ready for a new adventure. It just seemed like a, a good time to try something completely new. Um, and we kept coming back to New Zealand. Uh, we had some friends who lived in Wellington for a year, and they always raved about it. And it, it just, every everywhere we explored, it just kept coming back to New Zealand. The sense of humor, the, the beaches, the outdoor lifestyle. Um, and my husband, I unbeknownst to myself had been following Jacinda Ardern um on Twitter and kind of pretending that she was his leader during the time Mm -hmm. that we had one that we didn't really want to think about unfortunately um and he's like I just really appreciate you know the the rhetoric that happens in New Zealand it seems a lot more gentle and um so we just kept coming back to it and then finally as the borders were opening back up again. So for a while, we had to kind of plate the idea because the borders were closed because of COVID. Um, he kind of was received a gift. He looked online. Um, we had already signed up with New Zealand Shores. We had already joined your community. Um, I feel like that's when you join your community and when you <clears throat> do things that are like steps forward, like getting a, an immigration consulting firm is when you've really made the decision and now you're just trying to figure out. It's not an if, it's a how and when mm-hmm. type of question. So after that happened, um, we are after uh, we had signed along with that, he was looking online and found the green list that when the borders were opening, there was going to be certain um, fields that were offered. a a fast track to residency. And he happened to be on that list. Um, He's a project manager. So he started applying, uh, applying for jobs. And for a while, it was like crickets, you just are like, well, okay, maybe this is never going to happen. It feels still kind of like a pipe dream. And then um, I'll never forget, it was actually the day of the horrific Uvalde shooting, he got the interview at the University of Auckland. Um, And then a week later ended up accepting that position. Um, And then icing on the cake, a week after that, I um, had reached out to a recruiter at the University of Auckland as well to let them know about my background and that I'm already going to be moving to New Zealand with my husband and she got me into an interview and then I accepted a position I think like a maybe a week or so after he accepted his so we ended up both being hired at the University of Auckland and that's when we were like okay do all the things yes do all the things (laughs) that was it
0: Um, fantastic story. It was and so, such a long journey as well. Right back from 2016, you had it in your head, and you know, it's just I love what you said about you just went from being a pipe dream to all of a sudden it does, it steps up, it ramps up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: and I um, would say it didn't become like an actual thing that we were like, oh, let's seriously think about it until about like 2020, 2021, kind of a post COVID thing, right? Um,
0: so how long have you been here now? How long have you been in New Zealand?
1: We've been here since September, end of September 2022, so it's just been over five months.
0: Right, okay. And what is it? I've got a couple of questions. First thing, what is it that you do? What's your profession?
1: So by trade, I guess, or by my master's degree is in library science. So I've been in the library field for I think coming up 23 years. Um, But now I work as a functional analyst in basically what's the IT department of the University of Auckland, but we serve the library and the research field. So I guess I'm I'm kind of what you would call a SME or a subject matter expert in libraries, um, but in an IT capacity. And I did have a tech background in libraries. I've kind of done everything in libraries since I've been yeah. in the field for so long. Yeah. Oh. Everything from story times to like managing um, integrated library systems. So kind of the right. full spectrum.
0: So had you ever been to New Zealand before? Nope. Oh really? Oh, we that's came sight unseen. Um, right.
1: I mean, we, we saw pictures and we kind of like thought about it in theory because we were coming from a very, I mean, my husband and I met in Washington, D.C., which is on the east coast of the U.S. And it's very hot, very humid um, and very intense. It's definitely an intense place to live. And then we moved to Colorado, which is where I grew up, to raise a family. And Colorado is very high altitude. It's very dry beautiful mountains, um, great place to raise kids, but it also was having some issues with air quality. Um, There was actually, I think a day in in one of the summers in Denver, it might've been 2020 or 2021 where, I think it was 2021, that like was worse than Delhi. Um, Really? Yeah, so wildfires, I mean, just really, we were struggling with some pretty poor air quality. um and we're both runners so that was like really impacting um our you know our lifestyle
0: yeah
1: and like i said it wasn't all just a negative thing it was because denver is a great city we had a great network wonderful friends um great you know it's a beautiful city we had a great house um wonderful neighbors um but with new zealand we're like there's beaches there's mountains there's you know beautiful landscape i don't see how it can go wrong Um, so we just decided to come sight unseen and, you know, sometimes if you're going to go, go hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Why not just take the leap?
1: (laughs) Just take the leap. You know, it's not like you hear people that I I had not heard of a person say, I moved to New Zealand. I lived there. I hated it. It was all the opposite. Oh, we spent a year there. Oh, we spent six weeks there. We loved it. It's beautiful. So
0: Mm, yeah,
1: it just felt like. That's what risk.
0: I always think. I'm like, there, there are a couple of people in our community that have come, it hasn't worked out for them and mm-hmm. they've gone back and that's fair enough, but at least you've tried. I mean, you know, you imagine never knowing, imagine living your life thinking, I wonder what it would have been like. And, you know, yeah. so if, if you can get the opportunity and you're lucky enough to be offered a job and you're in that position, like you say, why not just go and see and see what, you know, see what it's like. Right. Yeah, exactly. So just to clarify, Colorado, I mean, the pictures that you used to put up on the group, I would always be thinking, wow, it's just so picturesque. It's so beautiful, stunning scenery, great place to raise the kids. So it was mainly the political side for you, was it that you just moved?
1: Yeah, a lot of it was political. I mean, I there's, there is an issue of gun violence in the US. Um, there is a lot of uh, political turmoil and corruption um, even on like the state level and the local level as a librarian I worked with the public and there's a big uh, there's big systemic failures um, on the local part you get huge um, populations of people who are experiencing homelessness and you just see a lot of um, a lot of trauma mm-hmm. in in the U.S. and it just in a lot of ways you just feel like people aren't being taken care of, um, and it it was in a way you feel like you're abandoning those people because as a librarian we serve those people we try to support all all people in society the library is a public space um but it also it's almost like the the concept of like putting the oxygen mask on yourself before
0: mm-hmm. your
1: child in the airplane is that we Kind of felt like we were losing our own oxygen um and in colorado you could almost argue that you are losing <laughs> oxygen yeah, it's pretty high up um yeah. and we had just been there a while and we had like seen it and done it i grew up there um and you know we had i had lived in england for a year my husband had traveled around the us and lived in different spots so for us it, it it's it's a thing that we do we had yeah. just never done it with children right so that was the new factor
0: so you get to you get a job. Greg gets offered a job in Auckland. Um, did they? Did so you arrive in Auckland? How did you find a house? How did all that go? What was that like?
1: So what we did is we um, we found on on TradeMe. We were scouring TradeMe, and for those who don't know, TradeMe is kind of like Craigslist. It's kind of like a cross between Craigslist and eBay. So it's in. Um, uh, you can either do a buy now function or it, it um, for for items, or it has like a kind of an auction when it comes to selling used things. But it also has a huge real estate portion of the website where you can look at real estate, um, both rentals and and um and uh, property to purchase. So we had seen one rental, and I didn't notice that it was furnished. and my husband did. and he's like, there's a furnished rental, and it's for like four months. And so what we did is we applied for it. We told the people our situation. I think we had to borrow somebody else's TradeMe login because you have to be have a New Zealand number. And so we, we got in touch with them and they were actually living in the States in Rhode Island. She was doing a fellowship at Brown University. And so we did a Zoom call with them and they met us and they were like, all right, so let's sign the lease. And we were like, what? We just got a house. We were still living in the States. Not we didn't hadn't received our visas. We were still kind of in transition, um so we started with a four month a furnished rental, and it was perfect. They had an older girl, a younger boy, so there was a kid room for each kid. The home um, when we arrived, it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, North shore of Auckland, um, between two neighborhoods, Takapuna and Hauraki. We could sign our kids up for school immediately. Um, Hauraki community ended up being phenomenal um and the house was gorgeous i mean it just overlooked the bay and every night you would get this sunset just Mm -hmm. overlooking the bay with the trees and the birds and i mean it was it was gorgeous so we Mm -hmm. spent there. we spent four months there and our kids really really loved the school this is where it's a little sad is when we started looking for a rental again after um renting that place, we kind of had to move to a different neighborhood or expand Mm -hmm. our search to a different neighborhood because a lot of what you see in that area were, um, I think, like former beach batches or beach homes that weren't very well updated or they were plaster homes, which in New Zealand means it's leaky. Um, So we weren't really finding what we wanted at the price that we were hoping to pay. And I think we got kind of spoiled by the the furnished rental that we had because it was so gorgeous and then we were seeing places and we're like oh we have to buy all this furniture and fill mm-hmm. this place and I should throw it in that we got rid of almost everything yeah I was moved. gonna say the what did machine.
0: you do with your stuff
1: we got rid we I created a little website and posted it on craigslist and on next door and on all the sites um and so people could just purchase our stuff and for two weeks it was just this intense sell everything donate everything um it was kind of like the Marie Kondo um life-changing magic of tidying up big time just if if I don't and it, and you'd have to do it in chunks. You're like, I want to keep this. And then the next round, you're like, okay, I guess I won't keep this mm-hmm. um, because you had to get it down to however many bins you're willing to airship. And they're about 400 American dollars a piece. So you're like, is this worth sending or is it something that we can replenish for the $400 that it would cost um, with the exchange rate in New Zealand? So we pared it down to four, uh, eight bins and then luggage on the airplane. So that's why the furnished rental was so attractive to us. Yeah. But then once we went from the furnished rental to, um, an unfurnished rental, we had to purchase everything to refill the house.
0: Yeah. But like you say, you're we taking did. It to the cost of what you've made on your, on your old stuff and then, right.
1: And then you can apply it. And, and it was, I'm really glad we did that. I know a lot of people are, uh, do the shipping containers? But for us, we're like we don't even know the size of ovens. We don't know the size of houses. Um, we don't know if our furniture would fit. Would it? Would it really be worth the cost? How long will it take to get through customs? So we decided to just go the get rid of everything. And there were things that were really hard to get rid of. I was of gonna say, yeah, um, yeah, he had a an, uh, a Brunswick, which is like a Victrola, that was from like 1917 that he got from his grandmother and what is that what is that an instrument it's a it's um an old like 78 player
0: oh okay that you crank it was gorgeous
1: um and it still worked and we had like 78s and um so that was a hard one to get rid of but it we ended up selling it to somebody who just is is a recording engineer like who just loves it so there was a lot of you know was it emotional just getting rid of all that stuff not as much as you would think. Um, it was more, I think when you kind of have a goal and you're like, we're going to get there and we're not going to have anything. You start to get into this kind of clinical mode where you're like, all right, just get it out, get it out. Um, it, it, and also for that that particular item, it, it went to somebody who was like, oh my gosh, this is, I cannot believe I scored this. Mm. Like, you know, it, mm. I'm a horrible business person. I'm like, all right, I'm just glad it went to someone who loves it instead of like the <laughs> yeah. highest bidder. Um so that was no, it was more just the intensity of like getting it all out and yeah. uh you know arranging all these people to come over and look at it and then yeah, yeah. it was more intense than than and maybe it because it's so intense you kind of take the emotion
0: yeah, you skipped it. over the emotion because I mean, me and Brian have always had this thing. Brian's all, as you know, Brian has always been the bring it all over in brigade. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Ginger, I love that feeling of when you walk away from somewhere and it's all gone, and you suddenly feel oh, I'm fresh, I'm lighter. Yeah. But I think it takes a certain lot of courage, and certainly, you know, like like that's why I said was it emotional because yeah to say goodbye to your kids things and your personal things in the eight bins what did you bring what sort of things did you bring in the eight bins
1: um there were some kitchen items that we brought we had like a set of all clad um uh cookware which can be really 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 expensive here and it was very durable like last forever kind of stuff um i brought um we let each kid have a bin of their own because if they're gonna mm-hmm. give up most of their stuff we'll let them have a bin of their favorite toys. Um, and then we ended up with a bin of Legos. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you can't get that in
0: New Zealand, can you? Just,
1: <laughs> you know, years of collecting your year- Legos. Yeah. So um, yeah. we had the kids thin it out as much as they could. Um, and they did, but there was a bin that had Legos and other stuff shoved in there. There was musical, some music, musical equipment of mine, um, some sewing stuff, like uh, some things I'd knitted. Uh, yeah. I, I almost don't even remember what was in all of those bins. Um, is it here is, yet? It's all, yeah, it's been here for months. It's oh, been okay. here. It got here, I think, a few weeks after we, oh, we had good. arrived. Because we air shipped. Oh, so of course, the, yeah. the longest part was just it going through customs and yeah. getting approved. Um, But yeah, I don't even... There was a lot of things that when I opened them up, I'm like, we oh, didn't need to bring this.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a waste of four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause then it ended up that like when you would look online in the States, the price would just show up differently than when you're actually here and you're like, oh, I can get this at Kmart
0: for yeah. cheap. So yeah.
1: um there were things that I'm like, yeah, we didn't really need to bring that. But you don't know what you don't know. No. That's-
0: uh- Oh, thanks so much for sharing that because it is such a massive, oh, that's the biggest thing when people are moving to New Zealand. They're like, should I bring it? Should I not? Should I bring it? Should I not? And on our community, on our Slack group, we've got purge, haven't we? You know, hashtag purge and then hashtag bring it. And so it's, it's... it's great to hear your side of the story. So let's move on. So you get to Auckland. You've been in your rental since you you got there. Jan you ended in January. The lovely furnished one, did it? It ended in December, a couple of weeks before
1: the holiday break. So okay, um, and we I think we extended out a week because the family who was moving back um, had other family they could stay with. So. Right. It was, it was pretty flexible. Um, And they were such a lovely family. And it was just really great to like, we got to become part of their community um, and get to know the kids that their kids knew. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and interestingly enough, we still have not met them in person, but
0: um, I think it'll, it'll definitely happen one day. Right. So you leave that rental and then you find another one furnished or unfurnished? It's unfurnished. We find an unfurnished one. Yep. You find an unfurnished one. And then here you are in New Zealand. You've moved from the other side of the world with your kids, with your your eight bins and with Lego. And all of a sudden, this massive, horrible cyclone hits hits the North Island of New Zealand. Hello, Greg. (laughs) Um, Hello, cameo. Yes. And yeah and And that is what I want to talk to you about, because, oh my goodness, what that you know talk about completely out of the blue, you could never ever have prepared for that. So can you just talk about that and your and what's happened and your experience and things?
1: yes. So we did move to a new place. We found, um, we found a really cute rental in an area called Milford, which is just north of Takapuna. So we're still on the North Shore of Auckland. Wonderful community, great schools, um, close to the beach, shopping. Um, this house was just a block and a half from the school that our children would go to. That was the hardest thing is they really loved their old school. So transitioning to a new school was a bit challenging, especially Mm. because my son made this really great crew of friends um, Mm. at the old school Um, and the uniforms. We didn't know, so we just bought new uniforms. And then a month later, we're like, oh, (laughs) we have to get new uniforms. But that was a new thing for us as well. Um, So we found this cute rental and you know, over the course of, living in the furnished rental and then renting the new rental, we had to just buy everything, buy furniture, coordinate deliveries, or um, I was doing a lot on Trade Me, and you end up kind of having to drive all over the place to get things on Trade Me for, you know, used things. And I kind of focused on getting, like, really cool, like, um, 1960s-looking pieces and just kind of being creative, and it was a cute place. We knew what could fit so we get the whole place furnished um and that was over the the holiday which was useful because um, most people basically are off work um it's kind of a low-key time uh in new zealand uh so we could focus on moving the the downside of it is it's when most people are on holiday so everyone's like oh we're going to taronga we're going you know flying to the south island we're doing this we're going up north to the beach and we were like we're moving but you know it is what it is we had moved a lot in the last few months so it just was a continuation of that um so we uh we moved into the new place we we got it all set up um sadly one of our cats ended up passing away during that time Aww. unexpectedly he had a tumor that we didn't know about um so that was kind of this like gutting part did you of bring the, the cat year. with you we brought two cats with us. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Yes, oh. yeah,
1: we brought two cats. That's a whole other story. A yes. whole other expense. <laughs> yeah, expense. Um, so yeah, eight bins, two cats, luggage, two right. kids, and um, so that was that was tough. Oh. And um, so that happened on New Year's Eve, and then on. N- it was January 27th. So we had been in the house just over a month. Um, Our other cat started getting sick. She was not holding food down Mm. and it was a kind of traumatic for our kids. So we were like, we don't know what this diagnosis is. She's also an older cat. So my husband was taking her to the vet that night. And I decided to take the kids down to the CBD, which is downtown to see um, a band play an in-store which is when a band plays in a record store and it's free and kids can go and it's at a good time I think it was at 6 p.m and the band The Beths who are from Auckland they're fabulous um, were playing our kids knew them they had seen them live before so I took them down to the CBD we took a double-decker bus in the rain it was just kind of like exciting but also kind of like tense Mm -hmm. um because it was pouring rain all day that day Mm -hmm. and we get to we we see the show we get them to sign a record we do all the things and then we take the bus back and the bus is like charging through over the Auckland the Harbor Bridge it like we get back and then we go to a restaurant and we tell Greg "We'll, we'll meet you for dinner and it takes him like 45 minutes to drive what's normally like an eight to 10 minute drive because so many of the streets are shutting down from flooding. So we have no idea really what's going on. We were on the bus and the bus is like charging through all these puddles. And finally Greg gets there, we have dinner and then we pull up to our our rental and there's about a meter of water and he goes to check out the, the driveway and he's like, I can't get into the home. The water is up to my waist. And he was shaken. He was visibly shaken. Um, and so we just didn't know what to do. We were like, well, let's call around and see what hotels are open. There was Everything was booked up. There was an Elton John sh- show that night. So it was either booked up because of the Elton John show, and then what we came to find out, find out was people who are evacuating their homes. And we call around, and we finally find a place. And it takes us like 30 minutes to get there because you can't find routes that are not flooded. And we check into a hotel and just sort of like, uh, unfortunately, our cat was in the vet. They had to keep her overnight. So we just check into this hotel. And that night we were like, okay, we're safe. Our cat's safe. Let's just see what's going on tomorrow. So we sleep in the hotel. The next day we go back to the house and it had completely flooded. Um, Mm -hmm. So about a, a meter of water, at least um, anything that was below like counter height was pretty much just all over the house. It was everywhere. Um, so TV, sofa, anything on the floor. A bookshelf had just completely collapsed. I mean, it just looked like what you see in in a you know a a flood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a few things, a few bins that had not yet been unpacked fortunately, floated.
0: (laughs) I hope it was the Lego one. (laughs)
1: Uh, Actually, the Legos were stored up high. Fortunately, um, it was one that had a lot of my, not all of them, but a lot of my vinyl records. Mm -hmm. So um, at first I thought I had a total loss of vinyl records, um, but I I actually didn't have a total loss. I did have a few. Um, So we decided, okay, let's just get out what we can and then found out from our neighbor That our homes were being yellow stickered, which means that um, a sewer tank had failed in the in the floods and our home was contaminated with sewer water. Um. So it was basically you could only save anything that you could completely desanitize. because when you think about it, it's like poop water. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's So none of your furniture, none of your mattresses, even things that are wooden, it would penetrate. So we lost ultimately about 95% of our stuff. Um, oh. The only things we saved were the things that were above um, counter height and clothes that we could wash with yeah, like a sanitizing bleach solution shoes that we could wash I still have some shoes but they're like a different color than they were before mm-hmm. um, because we bleached everything and fortunately you know we had friends who we actually met on the slack forum who we had um, their daughter babysits for our daughter who lives just in Takapuna and they had a, a whole ground floor where they had a bed and sofas and and they let us stay with them until we could figure out what we were going to oh. do is that Nikki um no, it was actually Jason. Jason oh, really? And Jason. Oh, yeah. Leslie. Oh. And, and then Nikki took our kids for a day when we needed to go do sort of oh. a cleanup assessment. Um, we had to buy gumboots and we bought the like really good gumboots, which are called the red bands. And we still have Kiwis who compliment us on going <laughs> for the good gumboots, like mm-hmm. right off the bat. So we kind of became like, got we got some Kiwi credibility points yeah, in, in yeah. our gumboots. Um every cloud and all that <laughs> yeah you learned about the good well it's it's one of the few pairs of shoes I have now so I might just be wearing them everywhere <laughs> so that's what happened is we got rid of everything we moved to New Zealand we bought everything and then we lost everything
0: <laughs> oh ginger oh my gosh so wh- how long were you out your house for how long were you staying with Justin for We
1: were with them for a week and what was so great about them is they were, you know, we went to laundry mats and we were doing laundry and just, you know, kind of putting the kids in whatever camp was available and, and, or with Nikki or with other people who could watch them. Um, another old, old neighbor of ours who, um, whose two kids are, she has three kids, but two of them are, were in the classes with my kids and became really good friends. She took them overnight. I mean, People just really rallied. We had neighbors we had never met, people from their their camp program who had lived on the same street who were also going through their own issues, like, what can we do to help? Like, that's all that I heard were people saying, what can we do to help? What can we do? What can we do instead of like, you know, well, they'd want to make sure, did you have insurance? Are you going to be okay? But it wasn't in a judgmental way, like, well, you should have had insurance. We did have insurance, so it was going to cover a good chunk of what we had lost. Mm. Um, However, in situations where people didn't, I never heard people say anything, and I'm sure they do in some, some places, but I never heard, even in like online comments, which can be, you know, the wild west of negativity. I just heard people say, what can we do to help? And, um, there were community after, so a week later, the cyclone hit and, and or a couple of weeks later, we had the the cyclone. Um, and fortunately, we were, since we were staying with Jason, we just prioritized find a new place to rent because we knew it was, it's already tight in Auckland. Mm. And we knew now with so many people displaced, it was going to be even tighter. And that's where we had a huge strike of luck is we found a place Um I think there were a few people looking at it. We applied for it. We chatted with the the person who was representing the the owner, and we got it um mm-hmm. just within a few days. And after having looked for weeks and weeks for the other place, it was it just felt like we had hit the the lottery. yeah um, and it was still the kids could be in the same school. The location was even better. It's like three blocks from the beach, right by the shopping center. Um, so that just felt like, Oh, what just happened? Um, and then the, universe, the University of Auckland put us up in overflow student housing for a week as well. Mm. So we were actually not in our current place for about two weeks. Um, and then once we moved in here, the cyclone hit. So we fortunately had nothing go on other than like some leaks in the house, some roofing things, but the landlord took care of that. Greg rigged up some contraptions to to collect the rainwater uh, we had everything propped up. <laughs> we probably looked like crazy people with like getting all of our shoes propped up just because we had been through it before. And yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, those bins were used as like prop everything up bins. Um, yeah, that's that's oh. kind of what happened. Yeah, um, and now we're just resettling in a new home.
0: You seem so. I, I don't know. I imagine that if I'd been through something like that, I'd be like so oh you know traumatized you seem so light about it I mean I'm sure it wasn't at the time I know that but you yeah seem...
1: I think I've been through I mean I had a full th- throttle panic attack through you know when we were in temporary housing and the kids were going crazy I mean it's definitely up and down but now that we're like we've been through it and we're back like just settling into a new home and things are kind of gaining an equilibrium it just shows like I don't know. I just some people their whole lives are devastated. Their their homes that they've been in since they were a child were devastated. They didn't have insurance for one reason or another. They couldn't afford it. We are just really fortunate. You know, we we could be through go through something like this and land on our feet and ultimately be okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was trauma. Yes, there's anxieties that our kids have. Um that, you know, still my my son's like, I don't know if I want to make friends because I don't know if I have to move again. Like mm-hmm. there's things that are really, really um challenging about it. But when you look at it just in the grander perspective, we're we have so much privilege and we're so fortunate and we just there's a lot more people who need help than we do. So, you know, and just the way that Auckland Um, how our neighbors and friends and people we knew or hardly knew or didn't know um, reacted to this is very infectious. And it makes you just feel like, I want to give back. I want to, um, I want to show others that they can get through this, that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people that have your back and um, yeah. So I think, and maybe I'm still on a little adrenaline, who knows? Cause we're still like unpacking and trying to organize and work and, you know, pick up yeah. the kids and do all of the other things that you kind of go in spurts where you're like, I'm good. And then you're like, I'm exhausted. So mm. you're getting me on a good day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I'm it's Friday. You you know? I know. Well, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? I was just thinking before I thought, why did I not have parents like you? These cool parents who take their kids to the record store on the bus, like, you know, just trotting oh down to door, Auckland. And then, you know, it just seems like a really, you just seem a very optimistic, you know, energy just I love your I love your attitude and I know you know like you say you went through a lot of trauma but in a way and I know no one would ever wish this upon themselves of course they wouldn't but do you feel as if like being part of that and going through that and having to pull on the resources of other people and become part of a community and all going through that together do you feel like it's sort of you know, cemented you into New Zealand a a bit more than it would have done if you would have just like trotted over and like just sat there and waited to make friends in the nice normal way, you know, rather than go through all this. But do you feel like that in any way? Absolutely. That's,
1: it's really interesting that you said that because while we were going through all of this, like when we were in the thick of it, I remember telling Greg, like we went from feeling just like okay, this is new. We're new to like this is home. Yeah. Um, like this is how I want a society to respond. Um, even the news reporting—they did a whole segment on national news, um, which for people in the states is similar to NPR, on just acts of kindness mm-hmm. and like and the way that they treated the reporting. Um, was such a human-centered form of journalism. And it was so, it wasn't folk, I mean, they did talk about the trauma and things, but it wasn't the whole focus of the reporting. A lot of it was acts of kindness, people supporting each other, call in, tell me something somebody did for you. Or it was very concrete, let us know if you need help and let us know what you need. So the reporting was people saying, here's what we need in our community in order to let other people in other parts of the country know what they could do that would actually be effective instead of, you know, I mean, what what I think is different in New Zealand is, Sometimes when something happens to you, at least in our experience in the States, people will get you, they'll like rally together, get you a gift card. It's very, very generous, very thoughtful. What's different in New Zealand is people show up with shovels and gumboots and wheelbarrows. And I mean, people were delivering items to help us clean up at the door. They were, it was very tangible and very like, tell me what you need and I will bring you what you need. And, and it was also, do not just say nothing tell me what you need. (laughs) It was almost forceful. And so we, you know, felt comfortable saying, okay, we are going to accept. And that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people. And particularly from us having just come from the States, which is very individualistic in its ethos um, to say, okay, we need to rely on the community. We need to allow these people to have us stay in their home and they cooked for us. And they, you know, Mm -hmm. we actually... The week we had to stay with Jason and Mariel, like, was a really fun week. Like, we laughed a lot. We had great meals. We had wine. It was, it was awesome. Um, So that, like, I don't know, that's the piece that really made it feel like, like, okay, we've, we've landed in a place where um, we feel very uh, supported and just, Mm -hmm. it just is really awesome.
0: It's incredible. It's incredible. And it's just it warms my heart to just hear, honestly, to hear the members of our Slack community coming together. That, oh, it's just it's everything that you could wish for. You know, you, 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 you think about this community that you want to build and you're like, yeah, you're going to be there for each other. And then when something like that happens and you see it actually playing out, it's just, oh, my gosh, that's this it's it's incredible. I'm just so happy for you. And I'm happy that all the people in Auckland came to you and you just it's just a really happy ending story, you know, it's just, it's just, Oh, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous.
1: I mean, we, we kept saying like, we didn't lose a person. We didn't lose a pet. And at the end of the day, you know what? Yeah. We lost some memorabilia. I lost a guitar. Those things ultimately, even though the memorabilia can't necessarily be replaced, it still exists somewhere you know we have what a million pictures of our kids on our phones and somewhere in the cloud and um you can always find it other things that can fill those gaps you know those are just memories you can create those again um but people and pets and and humans you can't you can't replace mm-hmm. those so and what what we got out of this was uh, like we got to know a family better that now feel like close friends. We, you know, we got to know a community in a, in a neighborhood that, you know, now our kids go to school with other kids who have been impacted by the floods. So there's solidarity in that. Um, so they can kind of navigate their trauma and anxiety together. Um, their school was absolutely amazing. And like, how can we help families that have been through the floods and the cyclone? Um, so the floods I think I'll also differentiate that the cyclone and the floods were two different incidents um the floods greatly impacted certain parts of Auckland um and then the cyclone greatly impacted a different part of Auckland um being more the uh, the west coast of Auckland and then the east coast like uh um near hawks bay so one was more of a localized event the floods were being in auckland um and then the cyclone was more of a whole north island mm. event mm. that also impacted auckland but other parts of the country mm. as well yeah
0: yeah and it all hit
1: like within a few weeks so yeah. it's been yeah it's, it's been, been one people. yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. been one heck of a ride <laughs> yeah definitely um, Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it kind of helped that we had already gotten rid of all of our stuff. I mean, it it was a prolonged like, oh, my gosh, again, we have to order stuff again. We have to do this again. However, like we had been through that practice. And so that whole idea of detachment had kind of already been Mm -hmm. in our heads. And maybe we're just crazy. But in a way that helps you get
0: through a flood. (laughs) Yes, yes, it does. And this is this is before I let you go, because I know you've got a a meeting to get to after this. But Oh, this is, it's so, it, like I say, I know I keep using the same word heartwarming, but it is, it makes your heart go, Ooh, you know, and just like, just, it fills you, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, I know I probably already know the answer to this, but was there any part time that you just thought, Oh, this, sob this, I want to go back to America. I didn't sign up for this. Like, you know, no. No, wow. I thought that was going to be the No, answer. we had,
1: in, in the US, there was, I mean, it, it was just the winter before we moved to New Zealand, an entire neighborhood of a thousand homes burned down, which was mm. not far from Denver. It was right outside of Boulder and Superior community, a thousand homes burned down. Um, I mean, floods are bad, but fires, you can't save anything no, in a fire. Everything's no. gone. So it can happen anywhere. I think that was another, another piece. Um and it, you know, we we've joked that we came to Auckland for an adventure, and it gave us an
0: adventure. <laughs> and <said>. We've also <laughs> joked
1: that it would take an act of nature to clean our daughter's room, and nature did her thing. So, Aww. um, so Aww, you know, our it. daughter is like a kind of a messy kid, and now like all of the little tiny like things that she had are gone, and I'm kind of <laughs> happy about that. But yes. don't tell her that we won't but, share uh, the interview. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> I think anybody who has kids and they collect all those tiny hatchimals and things like that it secretly wants them to like get flooded or something. Yeah. Um, no, I never once. No. I still don't. I've zero regrets. We're You're so glad we now. You're ours
0: now, Ginger. You're truly now. You're not going Good. anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's. I don't know. I just. I think the way that the community responded that really shows that this is um, more of a community oriented. At least we feel that in Auckland, which is a very big city, very diverse, multicultural city. And even though it's a big, bustling, sprawling city within the neighborhoods, within our work community, um, people just really rally for each other. I am so glad you said that.
0: Yeah, I am so glad you said that because the amount of people that I I was just chatting to Nikki on a podcast last week and I was talking to her about the same thing. The amount of people that say, oh, if you're going to move to New Zealand, don't go to Auckland because there's no sense of community there. It's like too big. You know, you need to move to like a smaller city, like, you know, Palmy or Dunedin or Christchurch or, you know, there's somewhere that's New Plymouth. It's just, and so to hear you say that and Nikki said the exact same thing as well, Go Auckland, you know. Auckland's Go Auckland, awesome. yes. And Auckland I think is so, awesome. Yeah, and both Nikki and I live on the North
1: Shore, which is kind of its own thing. So we can only speak in terms of like living on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. But even our work community, which I work in Newmarket, which is more closer to this central business district, um, it's it each little neighborhood or, or suburb kind of has its own little community so it's almost like i've heard of auckland being described as like a collection of villages and it kind of does have that feeling particularly in the north shore the north shore is extremely family friendly very neighborhoody more laid back um beachy it's it's yeah definitely feels yeah. like a like a really love just great community. And I love the the diversity and the multiculturalism here. I mean, my whole team at work is from a different country. Um, I mean, we have India, Bangladesh, uh, Myanmar, China, Pakistan, Australia, like Mm. all Mm. over represented the US like in in one team. Huh? Any Brits? There's some Brits. Yeah, (laughs) not on my direct team. But oh, yeah, there's there's quite a lot of there's quite a few um, British and South African
0: Expats, so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love that, and also I love what you said about you just going through this. You just now, and I know you would be this sort of person anyway. I know that you are, but you just want to give back, and it's just like helping in any way you can. Yeah, that's, that's a, such a true Kiwi thing to say. It's just you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It's it's it. Like I said, it's infectious. It just mm. it's it's what you do. And even I had somebody who I struck up a conversation with at the grocery store and after, you know, she was like, did you do okay in the floods? And I was like, Oh, we got flooded out. What can I do to help? <laughs> I'm like, Aww. I just met
0: you overbred. Yeah, bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. It's amazing. Ginger, thank you so much for joining me and coming and chatting about this. It's been absolutely lovely chatting to you. And thank you for yes. being such a great part of our community. You're just a shining beacon. You really are. Oh. It's just, you really are. You and Greg, you're fantastic. And I really appreciate you being part of our community and yeah, sharing your story with us. Oh, it's, I mean, we
1: owe you heaps of gratitude from, I said heaps, oh my gosh. (laughs) you Kiwi. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, here we go. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Get your red Um, bands on. (laughs) Yeah, we, we just, the community has been a game changer for us and it continues to be. It's just, I mean, we got through this because of that community, whether it's just somebody to rant at (laughs) and Mm. someone's gonna gonna actually respond and offer a word of support or it's actual people who are part of the community who watch our kids who let us stay with them who you know we have dinner with who we just really enjoy their their company and and you know we're all in this together in a lot of ways so
0: thank you oh no thank you so much ginger and um give my love to greg and i'll speak to you soon all right talk to you soon bye darling bye Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. And tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant go over to www.nzahead/free and we will send you 5 days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand you are going to love it so one more time that website that you need to sign up for the free 5 day guide is www.nzahead/ free so we're going to see you next week until then have a great week and we'll speak to you soon bye bye (laughs) say bye again bye Bye.